Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Tiniest Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 3, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We're going to go ahead and talk about movies, TV, and read some fiction. If you want to get hold of the show, you can go ahead and go to Facebook.com, Aaron's Horror Show, or you can go to Twitter.com, Aaron Horror Show, or you can go ahead and send us an email at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go ahead and support the show by going to Patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. All right. I was going to try and get something that I should watch so you don't have to, but, uh, man, I couldn't pass it up. The Twilight Zone. We have a, a, an official subscription to CBS All Access now. I, I, was, I was a holdout on CBS All Access. You know, it, it just, what really kind of, you know, pisses me off is, is all the different channels wanting you to subscribe to their own service, you know, like... Like, I get it. They want to make money. They make television shows. They're expensive. They got to make their money somehow. But, you know, I think you would make more money by just giving, you know, your stuff away for free and, and have a way for people to watch it with commercials if they don't mind watching it with commercials. You know what I mean? Like, like why not have your paid subscription, which gets rid of commercials, and then your free subscription that has commercials and then maybe that would get you the most amount of viewers right instead of people like me like i, I don't own hbo <laughs> you know uh yeah i know it's a, a sin against god and country to not own hbo but i don't and you know the reason is is like i think westworld and game of thrones are probably the only two shows that i'd watch on hbo and like i haven't seen an episode of westworld yet so i haven't you know had the ability to kind of go oh i really gotta watch that but i have seen all the way through season two of game of thrones and it's good i like it but it's not necessarily my my favorite thing i've ever seen and and i want to watch it one day but you know i think i might wait until you know no one cares and it's on netflix you know what i mean like i'm, I'm fine with waiting for game of thrones so like i'll see that one day and i don't know i just just don't want to pay for something where i watch like one or two you know epi like episodes of television or you know one or two shows right that's what annoys me is like you got to pay for this whole subscription just to watch a certain amount of episodes and then you know like i have told you many times before you know my wife and i uh you know don't have a lot of time to watch tv for ourselves, and so we uh you know would be paying like if we wanted to sit down and watch game of thrones it would take us like like you know months to do it so we'd have to pay for months of hbo just to watch it 
And to us, it's just not worth it. You know, there's plenty of other stuff to watch there that we're already paying for. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's I think, where they lose viewers. They lose people like me because uh, I don't want to pay the subscription fee. And, and uh, yeah, just not going to. So I finally caved for CBS All Access. Uh, it was Star Trek. And ultimately, it was the, the Picard Star Trek, right? Like, Star Trek Discovery, like, that's good. But, man, they're making Star Trek with Picard. Patrick Stewart is coming back to Star Trek. So, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Star Trek nerd. Like, that's, you know, I'm a Trekkie, as it were. You know, I, I love, love my Star Wars. But, man, Star Trek, that's, that's the series for me. You know, I, I next generation, when I was, <clears throat> you know, in, in, in uh, high school, middle school, like, it was on at that perfect time. I could come home. I was the only one in the house. Uh, you know, every, my, my brother, I think was at college at the time and my sister was, you know, too young to come home by herself and, and my parents were at work and, and there it was Star Trek for me to watch. And so, uh, you know, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to have to like watch TV at a certain time and not just stream it whenever I want. I know it's like when I was your age, we had to tune in at a certain time to watch a TV show. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to be saying on a porch somewhere. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I guess I can say that now already. And <laughs> so, uh, you know, but yeah, I, I, you know, I finally had to get CBS All Access just because of that, uh, that, that Picard show. And, and Star Trek Discovery is a very happy bonus. Like, you know, if you love Star Trek, uh, the first season is okay of Discovery, uh, the second season is really where it picks up. The second season, it gets really, really good. And the first season, I think they, like, like it was good as a science fiction, but it felt really un-Star Trek-like to me. Uh, anyways, we're not here to talk about Star Trek, though. Uh, we're here to talk about The Twilight Zone. Yes, because I uh, have CBS All Access now, I was able to watch the entirety of the Jordan Peele reboot of The Twilight Zone, so, you know, Jordan Peele, uh, I have to personally thank him for the joke that is the bane of my existence, uh, and that is A.A. Ron. Uh, <laughs> for all of you that, that know what I'm talking about, of course, Key and Peele uh, released a, a sketch where a teacher's calling out, it's a good sketch, it's really funny, so so he's calling out, you know, names, and, you know, there's a Denise, and he calls her D-Nice, and there's, you know, uh, a kid named Aaron, and he calls him A.A. Ron, well, you know. My name's Aaron, so I don't know if Aaron Hunter, if you you experience this a lot too, but yeah, people always call me A.A. Ron, and I usually get pretty, you know, pithy back with them. Like, like one time, uh, <laughs> someone had Denise on her name tag, and she was like, <laughs> I, she was like a barista at a coffee shop or something, and she, like, she asked me for my name for the coffee, and I said, you know, Aaron, and she was like, Hey, hey, Ron. I was like, thanks, Denise. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, I, I will sometimes, you know, like, uh, <laughs> dish it out back and, and, uh, you know, it's all in, in, in good fun. But, you know, my wife has the same problem. Her name's, uh, Felicia. And so, you know, bye, Felicia. Right. So, you know, <laughs> you know, if you have a name that's a part of a national joke, be prepared to hear that joke lots and lots of times in your life. Anyways, uh, so, Anyways, so Jordan Peele moved on from comedy, uh, did a horror movie. I really am going to watch it and review it. Uh, he won an Oscar for it. I want to I wanna see that movie. Uh, my wife wants to see it too, and so kind of waiting for when we could 
have time to watch it together. We don't necessarily watch movies uh, too much, and she doesn't watch horror movies too much. So when I get a chance to watch one with her, I really like like doing that. So I'm saving that one to when we can do it together. Uh, but I uh, definitely want to see it. So, you know, Academy Award winning horror movie, you can't, you can't go wrong with that, right? Because, you know, horror movies are like comedy. They don't win too many awards, which I, you know, find unfortunate because like, like for me, you know, especially being that, uh, I love comedy. Uh, I don't know. I feel that a very well done comedy is just as thoughtful and moving and, and all this stuff as a, a well done drama, but it doesn't nearly get the same critical acclaim. And, and it's funny. I don't know why that is though, but you know, comedy is like, it's part of us. Like, always the <laughs> the the younger stepchild to to drama but uh but still it's uh it's out there so anyways uh so jordan peele's moved on from comedy and and has now doing horror and so of course he's gonna reboot the twilight zone and, and the twilight zone is a very uh you know seminal uh, it's a it's a it's a series that almost defines the genre of of you know like horror and science fiction and and it really like you know like one of the things that the twilight zone did really well is it took social issues and kind of you know thought about them in a deeper way much like star trek did you know star trek uh you know the one you always hear about of course is the people that are half black on one side and half white on the other side and and they hate the people that are half black on the the wrong side or half white on the wrong side or you know, like that's the 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 there was Star Trek episode about about race, and the Twilight Zone kind of does the same thing. There's one where, you know, they kind of take something like beauty is the in the eye of the beholder, and there's this woman that wakes up after an accident. This is the old, uh, you know, one where she wakes up after an accident, and like the at doctors and everyone's talking about how horribly disfigured you know she is, and 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 they're just they feel so bad for her because she's just gonna look awful and people are gonna be terrified to look at her in life and and then when like you know you reveal the end of the movie you find out that all the doctors and the nurses they all look like like pigs and and she looks like Marilyn Monroe you know <laughs> like like you know she looks like what would be considered you know beautiful at the time and and they look what would be considered horrifying you know so it takes you know that's the kind of social social message that it that it does and and the new uh jordan peele series does that as well so like like for example there's a one episode where a woman has a, a little an old camcorder that you know she can reverse time with like every time she hits the rewind rewind button she she reverses time and there's like you know this cop that keeps, you know, she's black and, and, and she keeps getting her, trying to get her son to college. And there's a cop that keeps stopping her and, and it always ends poorly. Like, obviously the cop is racist and, and, and really trying to like, you know, like stop her son going to college. It's never clear why he's quite doing it other than he's racist, but you know, it's, it's also, you know, when you think about it, it's, it's kind of like a critique of like, like, uh, the you know Jim Crow laws like like it's just you know the cop is the the he is racist and and uh this is what happens with racism and and uh you know so she tries every way to stop it even to the point where she like sits down and has a conversation with him and buys him like 
you know, cheesecake. This is before, you know, he, uh, he stops them and, and, and still he, he is always stopping them. And then eventually she finds out that she has to like call upon her family to help her out and, and gets, you know, gets, gets help from the community. And, and, and that's sort of like, you know, also a social message. How do you, how do you defeat racism, but you get the community together, you know, and, 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 you know, you don't divide yourself, but combine yourself, you know, like, like, so, you know, it's very, you know, it's very, the new Twilight Zone is very good in that way. Uh, you know, there's a Me Too episode, uh, where, you know, this, uh, meteors fall over a town and then all the, the men start just acting completely crazy and, and, uh, just really like, you know, like, like they all become Harvey Weinstein's and, you know, are just like, like jerks and, and, you know, just like going after the women, like, you know, like with slobbering, like, you know, like, like really, you know, so it's kind of a me too episode. And then, then the message of that, like one of the guys in the episode, like refuses to be like that. And, and, and it's not affecting the women at all. And, and he is able to stop from, from changing to the snarling creep. And it's kind of like, you know, guys, it's the power in you to change. And, and he's able to will himself not to do it. And so there's, you know, that kind of message in it too. Like, I don't know, there's, there's a whole lot of good episodes. Now the episode that I find really the most fascinating is the, the season finale. So, uh, uh, Oh, uh, spoilers, I guess. I should have warned you at the beginning, because uh, I just spoiled a bunch of other episodes for you. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess for those of you listening, if for the first time, I'm sorry. Uh, for those of you listening, you know, I, I talk about spoilers. But uh, this the last episode, I th- find it really great, because, you know, Seth Rogen's in it, right? And uh, and it, it breaks the fourth wall. So it, it breaks the the barrier between audience and, uh, and television show. And it gets very meta where it's revealing the fact that it's a television show. So, you know, Seth Rogen is like a writer and he writes about the apocalypse and then he opens his window and it's the apocalypse outside. And then, you know, uh, the original Twilight Zone, the guy that created it would come on and like, I forget his name, but he would announce, you know, like, so-and-so is having these problems and these problems will be magnified in the twilight zone, you know, general, that's how every speech went. And, and Jordan Peele's that character, you know, he's the guy that comes on and does the, you know, (laughs) the narration. uh, And, uh, and he comes on and stumbles over his lines a little bit and says, cut, cut. And, and, and then you reveal that you're on a TV show and, and Seth Rogen is playing himself playing this character, you know, and, and, uh, you know, you eventually find out that this is not about Seth Rogen at all and about this post-apocalyptic writing thing, but it's about a, a writer on the set of the Twilight Zone. And so it gets really, really meta because she is supposed to write new dialogue for Jordan Peele. And, and then, you know, the dialogue that she writes is not what appears on the cue card and they all think it's a prank. Uh, but then it turns out that, you know, there's, there's, you know, something going on. And then it, it eventually 
this something going on. I'm not going to reveal too much because I, I, I really like this episode. It, it, it then ties back to the original Twilight Zone with probably one of the, the very famous episodes where there's a guy that like, like I, I'm really blanking on what happens and, but he like, he doesn't like people because they're always interrupting them and he just wants to sit around and read some books and, and then, I don't know, something happens and everyone dies and he's like the only one left and the library is left standing. He's like, ah, finally some time to read books. But then the end, he, he breaks his glasses and he realizes he, he's going to be by himself forever and, and he can't read any books because his glasses are broken. You know, like that's the big thing. And it ties back to that episode and, you know, there's this blurry, creepy thing stalking her, uh, the blurry man, as it were, that uh, suddenly appears in, in all the previous episodes. And and I, I want to go back and watch the series just for that, because they do a bunch of still frames saying, look, the blurry man appeared in this episode, in that episode, in this episode. And so it, it, it really looks like they had the blurry man kind of sprinkled throughout the series. And, and I didn't notice that at first. So now that it's been revealed to me, I, I kind of want to go back and look for this blurry man to see if he really is in every episode like they you know like it was a little easter egg kind of put in uh for the series and anyways you know i think overall the the reboot of the twilight zone is very good it it it, it has really kind of creepy uh things that go on there's some good premises you know it like the original twilight zone there are some that are better than others uh there are some that that are kind of kind of silly like like there's this one set in Alaska where uh the guy that played Glenn from The Walking Dead uh plays uh this mysterious traveler who appears in the town and then you realize the reason why he's there is he's like the you know an alien invader and they're trying to figure out where this power station is that you know is up against the the, or is powering like the the naval listening post right or the air force listening post so they're trying to like destroy our air force listening post so they can you know land all their spaceships being undetected and and that one i think is like really good and mysterious until you start you know thinking about the <laughs> the whole tactic of alien invasion in in the sense that like this one power station is really going to hide all their spaceships like what about all the the satellites and and the other countries like i'm sure other countries have listening posts too i'm sure russia and china and you know like, like there's plenty of uh you know unless unless maybe you know they were they were destroying other systems while you know the, the maybe the maybe the aliens were destroying all the other like like listening posts throughout the world and and it was just focused i'll give them that one you know i maybe maybe that's what was going on you know <laughs> like like I was, you know, I have a trouble, you know, I have, I have a trouble, trouble buying like alien abduction stories nowadays because like, like if an alien really did land and like take someone, people have cell phone cameras nowadays, you know? So like someone's got to see it. Uh, so anyways, yeah, that's a Twilight Zone. Very highly recommended. Great series. Uh, go ahead and, and watch it. It's a nice thing to watch with some popcorn in the dark. Uh, I am hope I'm looking forward to season two. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I, you know, if, if there's a season two, that will make up for all the A.A. Ron jokes, uh, <laughs> that, that I've heard throughout my life. I bet I'm going to hear that. I wonder how long, like, am I going to be in old folks home and 
some like young orderly is going to be like, hey, hey, Ron, <laughs> you know, uh, anyways, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, come look at all these other cool shows, uh, full dark productions, look at full, bar- full dark productions and, uh, uh, the witching hour and unexplained cases, great movie show, Sandman lullaby for dreams, Terry's mysterious moments. And the, of course the original RPA and me were all good shows. And uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, have a fantastic night.